You're listening to Outlandish Outcasts at outlandishoutcasts.com. Welcome to Outlandish Outcasts. I'm your host, Al. With me, as always, the lovely Desi. Not lovely, bitter like my coffee. Okay, I'll agree with that. Bitter like your coffee. That sounds about right. A little bitter right now. I found out the new equipment we got. It makes it so I'm not so pitchy. (laughs) (laughs) Not impressed. Hopefully we're sounding okay. This first uh, first recording on some new equipment. I'm going to sound like a very low scream. Uh, No, you're not going to sound like a low scream. I know. But I'm being dramatic. Like, okay? like usual, like usual. Whatever. <laughs> I'm being bitter right now. Mm, okay. Salty. Make up your mind. Bitter, salty, sweet, Same sassy. Thing. What are you? Tasteful. Hmm. Okay. Do you know cats can't taste sour? How did I just they prove le- that? I just learned this the other day. Really? Yeah. How do they know that? I don't know. The same way we know everything. Study it, I guess. I don't, I don't really know. but I've never understood how somebody could actually figure that out because the cat's not going to say, I puckered up like I ate a lemon. Well, no. <laughs> but we know which taste buds and what they look, where the taste buds are located on a tongue that pick up the sour. It and we can tell whether not, or not a cat has those or not. doesn't mean that it's not somewhere else located on a cat. We've like, had plenty of years to study dead cats. I'm sure I am sure it's not a problem. I'm Eggs sure we've studied it. Eggs are good for you. Eggs are bad for you. Well, of course, yeah. That's, you know, the egg egg farmers decided to pitch a bunch of money at the government and they were good for us. Then they weren't given the money, then they're bad for us. There's an explanation for that. <laughs> <laughs> they're good for you in moderation, just yeah. like anything else. Yeah. 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 But I mean, if you if you trust what the government says about what's good for you, we should all be eating as much corn as possible. Are we turning into a conspiracy <laughs> theory podcast? Here? No, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> anyway, how much do you trust the government? <laughs> anyway. Well, first off, which country do you live in? <laughs> I believe you are first today. Okay, I am first today. I'm I'm going to start off with this little video so I don't forget, and then I'm going to see if you can figure out what I'm playing here. Okay. So hopefully this works got some new technology so hopefully it doesn't even factor in cooling from the environment if we were going to even warm this chicken up let alone cook it we were going to need to be slapping way faster and more consistently than your average human could this thing i mean (laughs) what (laughs) hey did that pick up my pitchy laugh (laughs) i'm sure it did i'm sure it did so my first story i seen this and i was like okay I don't even care how scientific this is. This is hilarious. And then I'm like, I have to like put in the video. There's a YouTube video you can, if you don't feel like reading the whole thing, you can mm-hmm. watch this. And it's in, you click on the link and mm-hmm. there's a video in there. So um, I was watching the video and I was like, oh, it would be kind of funny because bring up a story and not know what you're talking about other than slapping a chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to heat it up <laughs> yeah so how many times do you think you humanly could slap a chicken to cook it i don't know <laughs> you know what kinetic energy is yes i know what kinetic energy okay is. and you know what thermal energy is yes well you can turn kinetic energy into thermal energy okay and by slapping the chicken, making the kinetic energy... <laughs> you're not choking it. You're slapping it, right? You're slapping it, not choking the chicken. <laughs> Funny story about that, but that's for when we're drinking. Anyways. 
Um, so when you're slapping the chicken, you're actually raising the temperature by point. It has it in here somewhere. Point. I'm not even reading the article. Point zero 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 something nine eight. I might be off eight nine degrees. Okay. So that's your kinetic energy. Yeah. And turning it into turning thermal. Into thermal. Yeah. So if you slap the chicken enough, mm-hmm. you're going to cook it because you're raising the temperature. But you'd have to slap it a lot. I'm guessing. Yes. The video explains it, but it was like 23,034 slaps on average to cook the chicken. Hmm. I mean, you could... So like a year of Bobby Brown and Whitney Houston's relationship. Never but mind, you, but you can't stop slapping it, otherwise the temperature goes <laughs> this away. This is true. This and is true. also, you have to try to control the chicken, like in an oven, you know how you turn the oven on and the heat's held because the oven door is shut, but yeah. the moment you open it by every few you seconds, heat, yeah. you lose So you'd have degrees. to keep it in a somewhere that was containing the heat? Yes. Well, this was on Reddit at some point, and this Parker or Mode, okay. I think, and that's who was talking um, came across the formula because it's been long known, long before the internet was around, that if you slapped a chicken long enough, you could, you could cook, cook it. it. Um, but why would anyone ever care to find out? Because we have ovens, yeah, you can cook it with fire. <laughs> I mean, there are many ways to cook a chicken I nowadays. Mean, if the government would like me to give me a grant to figure this out, I'll we are off of the government. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a conspiracy. <laughs> so. Um, they did find though with this formula, you can read the formula, they have it all written out, I'm not going to go through it. Um, with one slap, you could actually, um, cook a chicken, but your hand would have to be moving at 3,725.95 miles per hour. Holy cow. So. That's fast. Yes. However, you would break the chicken it would splatter all over the place on top of not only cooking Mm. it and you would probably cook your hand on top of it too. i suppose yeah so nobody's ever tried to move that fast Mm. (laughs) maybe superman but you know get the flash right so this kid built a contraption because nobody's going to sit there and for a very long Mm. time slap something that long because it that many slaps is about eight hours is yeah. what it came out to. So they put it in a bag to keep the heat. They did a contraption and they ended up putting like a cutting board on it to like, because if it was like a small little hand size, it was going so fast, it was breaking the chicken. Like they went through a few different things, but mm-hmm. they eventually cooked the chicken. <laughs> So crazy. You can definitely come read about it. You can watch the video. The video is probably a little bit more funnier because they say things like, How many times does it take to slap a chicken? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just the way things are worded, it makes you giggle, even though they're being very serious yeah. about it. Yeah, I mean it's using it's humor science. to help help teach science. It's not even they're not even being humorous. They're being serious. Yeah. But it's funny. <laughs> it is funny. It's just like, hmm, there's there's a phrase I never thought I'd hear. How many times will it take to slap a chicken to cook it? That's hilarious. So I thought that was kind of funny, but the answer is two thousand or twenty three thousand thirty four average slaps to cook Hmm. a chicken he's also cooked a steak in the process of the chicken Mm -hmm. cooking medium rare and ate that he's never eaten the chicken though Hmm. i wonder if the owl would know the answer to that question 
Oh my goodness, that ran through my head when I first heard it. I'm like, <laughs> so this is like licks to the center yeah, of the Tootsie Roll? Yeah. We've done that before, too. Yeah. I like to bring these little oddball things to the table. Mm-hmm. So Cool, cool. So I thought that was kind of fun. That is fun. Fun, fun. My first story. Dun, dun, dun. Is inspired by our children. Oh, oh, I tried to break our daughter. And she's like, I'm not nine anymore. I don't blab. No, it's, it's <laughs> not that they are why I thought of the story or they are how I ran across it. But the first time I ever heard about what I'm going to talk about was our kids. Either talking bruh. about it or watching a YouTube video. Bruh. No, no, no. Not the new bro, bro. Bro. No. And I'm like, bro. No, mom. It's not bro. It's bro. <laughs> B-R-U-H. I'm like, well, my day, it's B-R-O. Yeah, no. Um, This is, uh, it's something, I I know you're going to recognize this as well. Okay. But it's one of those internet rabbit holes, you know, where there's so much to dig into. you brought up a rabbit hole. It's like you like to tease me sometimes. You're like, like oh, I found this little rabbit hole for our show. And I'm like, well, what's it about? I can't tell you that. Well, thanks. This isn't something I'm super interested in. I think some of it's kind of cool. Our daughter is super interested in this kind of stuff. No, it's not anime. Um, Actually, when I told her I was that I was doing something that she'd be interested in for our show tonight, her first question was, you're doing anime? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Leave grandma out of this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Grandma's name is anime. <laughs> anyway, do you know what a creepy pasta is? Yeah, it's the internet where like Slenderman exactly. came from. Slenderman was one of the very early first creepypasta stories yeah. on the internet. I didn't realize how large of a, not a story, um, uh, a world is out there under the SCP Foundation. Okay. Now, our kids used to watch these YouTube videos where the people were chasing around SCP dash blah, blah, blah. And like Ian talks about it, would talk about it all the time. It was that is kid. Is that the ninja thing? Kind of, yeah. But they were chasing around. They'd be like, some one of the like bad guys had an SCP. I name. used to watch that with him. Yeah, actually, as yeah. weird as it sounds, it yeah. was like I'm watching YouTube with my kid. But it's a story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the ninjas with. Ah, uh, they were like in the desert, though southwest area. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I dove into the SCP Foundation. It is a a, a website that has um that is user edited generated stories. Okay. weird creepy creatures or things or things like that um the scp stands for secure contain and protect and so the i mean this is obviously a fictional thing it was started by one guy on 4chan 4chan has a portion of their site called the x and it's where people post things that are weird and unusual or stuff like that. Maybe this isn't what I was thinking. I thought this was the ninja thing he used to watch. That show with that ninja thing, they would, there was episodes where they were chasing after a different SCP. That's the first time I was ever exposed to it. Okay. Um, anyway, the, uh, the, 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 the the whole SCP foundation was started when this guy on two, in 2007, 
posts to this 4chan board or this on 4chan to this board called the X board. And he wrote it in an interesting way. He wrote it kind of like it was a government document. Okay. And he wrote about SCP. Where'd it go? Uh, and he, it just, it said, uh, item SCP-173. Object class, Euclid. Special containment procedures. Item SCP-173 is to be kept in a locked container at all times. When personnel must enter SCP-173's container, no fewer than three may enter at a time, and the door is to be locked behind them. All the creatures have different numbers, like Bigfoot. Every creature has a different number. Because the kids, if you would have said Bigfoot, they would have giving you the yeah, number exactly they would have given it would have said the number they knew for this that. and i'm just like how yep. do you even remember all that and what it is is it's all user generated content but you to uh submit content to their site you have to like apply and but it's all done for free and there are thousands of these scp stories but they're all written as if they were government documents that's funny and it is such a cool like I don't know. I, just, I was amazed at the amount of content that's in there. Um, I, I, I even pulled a few examples, just short little okay. snippets. So we have SCP-55. Uh, this is something that causes anyone who examines it to forget its various characteristics, making it indes- indescribable except in terms of what is not. Okay. Uh, SCP-87 is a staircase that appears to descend forever. And the staircase is inhabited by SCP-87-1, which is described as a face without a mouth, pupils, or nostrils. <laughs> oh. I asked our kids, what are their favorite? What's your favorite SCP? That was my question to, to the kids. Um, Ian's amp answer was the first SCP, the SCP-178. Is that what it was? Yeah. SCP-178. So that's <laughs> it's a, funny. This was years ago that they used to it, do it this. And he still remembers. He still remembered it. And it, it, it is one of the most famous ones because it was the first. Um, its whole thing is it's it's a statue. It doesn't move unless you're not looking at it. So the oh, whole God, thing is. That would creep him out. No wonder why people, he has nightmares. Three people have to go into the room at a time. And you have to tell your partner when you're going to blink. Because if Blinking. everybody blinks at the same time, it, it snaps your neck. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, that's his favorite. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> our daughter's favorite will not surprise you at all when I read this. It's a unicorn. SCP-458. Object class, safe. Special containment procedures. SCP-458 is considered safe and therefore to be stored in staff canteen at Site-17 with no restrictions required. Um, SCP-458 is a large pizza-sized box oh God. From, the pizza, <laughs> from the pizza chain Little Caesars. <laughs> what makes it an oddity is that not only is there an ordinary pizza in the box, but whatever pizza you want when you touch the piece of pizza, it gives you that piece oh of pizza and regenerates God. a new piece of pizza. <laughs> she would have endless pepperoni pizza and only pepperoni pizza. So looking through these, boring. Uh, looking through these, there's a lot of them that are creepy and scary and weird. And there's a lot of them that are just like this, kind of lighthearted and fun. There was one that was just this goo that, like everybody that touched it, got like eternal happiness. But how sad would that be? There was one. It was it's a pill bottle, and there's 47 pills in it, and each pill can cure any disease but there's only 47 of them left so they don't want to like 
tell the world about them. <laughs> it's that's crazy. Wrong. So now the oh, whole that's like a mind twist. So the whole premise behind the foundation is they operate outside of the government's control worldwide and they're here to secure, contain and protect these things from the from the world or from human beings so we don't cuz if we knew about them they would either kill us or we would kill each other for them. Should so. we start a conspiracy theory? But if those things really do exist, It'd they're just trying to bring them to the public's attention. So when somebody's actually talking about it and slips up about it, it's not a big deal. Now, one of the coolest things about these is they are all written under Creative Commons and usable for any reason, changeable in any way you want, which is why there's been a ton of books and video games and stories and YouTubers that have done things off of these stories huh. because it is all usable for anything you want. It's a public domain it's com- for free. It, 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 everything's been released into the public and will always be. So That's crazy. And I went on there today and there was a new upload today with a new SCP. I don't remember what the number was, but I just thought it was kind of cool that it's it's still ongoing and it's been going since 2007. That That's, that's crazy. Yeah, I thought so. So I will link to the SCP Foundation site where you can read every single SCP that's out there. And if you're interested in writing for them, there's a, a kind of a guide on how to and how they like things formatted and how to apply to be a writer. Huh. Cool. Yeah, I now, thought so. Now I'm sitting here going, now I'm going to bring everybody down. Aww. I am. I don't know how down. I just thought this was kind of interesting. I came across it. The more I read it, I'm like, yeah, do I bring it? It's a little controversial. But then, you know, going on conspiracy theories and, and what did I start with? (laughs) (laughs) I, I just thought it was kind of cool, the story, because I had no clue. Like, I know, like Statue of Liberty. Let's just throw it out there. Okay. I know why we got the Statue of Liberty, Liberty, Mm -hmm. but I guess I didn't really know why we got the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, I guess I don't really know either. I know where, but not why. Yeah, and it was like, I don't know. So I was kind of reading on it, and I didn't realize, and maybe this is why it was never taught in school. I have no idea. So this is where the controversy kind of comes in. Okay. And I got this off the National Park Service's website, the government website. They actually tell mm-hmm. a story. So um, as we know, in 1986, the Statue of Liberty was a symbol of democratic government and enlightenment ideas, as well as celebration of the Union's victory of the American Civil War and, and abolishment. Abolish, I can't even say it, of slavery. <laughs> slavery. Woof. Okay. Had a hard time there. So, um, it's a French name, but we got it from France. Mm-hmm. Um, Edouard de la Ballet, whatever. Okay. Um, he had French political thinker, U.S. Constitution as expert, blah, 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 on and on list here so he um liked abraham lincoln and his fight and next thing you know we get the statue of liberty from france Mm -hmm. and this was more or less to kind of try to get france to say hey look what's going on over here okay let us do this Mm -hmm. too type thing like let us follow their example okay so little did i know the statue of liberty do you ever realize there was chains 
on its feet? No, I, I, I never realized that, I don't think. So no. this became like a controversy thing recently. Like, hey, anyone ever notice the chains on the feet, the broken chains mm-hmm. around the feet? Well, the broken chains, I mean. That makes sense. Especially free. That, yeah, that, in that, that time, that makes sense. Well, the Statue of Liberty had a lot to do with the Civil War and freeing of the slaves. And the thing is, is with the history and everything, the Statue of Liberty really doesn't represent what it was meant to represent because slaves were freed. However, mm-hmm. they had no rights yeah. for hundreds of years. Yeah. So technically, they weren't really free, yeah. even though they were free. Mm-hmm. Um so the Statue of Liberty is not looked at as freedom. Okay. From like slaves. Like they didn't okay. see yeah. it the way the rest of America was mm-hmm. viewing it. Yeah, I can imagine. Because they didn't it, see a lot of things the way the rest of America did because they didn't have the amenities that then rights that uh, a lot of people did at the time. Exactly. So, and it, it says in here, the fight for equality, liberty, and justice for all at this point in time had not been achieved, but rather disregarded after the statue's completion and dedication. Therefore, African Americans rarely used the statue as a, a relevant symbol for their struggle. They were reluctant to embrace the symbol of a nation of a nation which would not fully include them as citizens. The mm-hmm. statue did not help them to gain equality and justice in the true sense. It was only the beginning. So it's looked at still as like I can I can oppression. see that in that community for sure. Yeah. So um, I just thought that was kind of cool. Like here's a part of history. We all know about the Statue yeah, of Liberty. And I've always I've always uh, associated the Statue of Liberty with um late 18th or yeah late 1800s early 1900 europeans coming over on boats and they come into new york and first thing they see is a statue of liberty that's what i've always uh, you know associated it with i never came to think of that it can't you know we received it during a time in the civil war and it should have stood for something that it didn't really at that time and it just blew my mind like slavery what yeah i've I've never even thought abraham lincoln Huh? Attributing slavery so to it. So I was it. reading this, and it just it blew my mind. Like hmm. there are chains at the feet I might to have show to that. Look, and I'm, I'm really curious now to look into a little more. I know there's like five other statues that were get by, by the same person, designed by the same person in France, out to different well, countries. There's one in France that is just like yeah, this one too. But there's like a bunch of them. Like they're not all identical, but they're all very similar. I, I want to look into kind of why did they go to the other places they went now that if this is a reason it came here. So is there something that ties it all together? I'm really curious. Ties it all together, or maybe because this person originated from France, maybe he made the other ones and gave them to the other countries to show France, hey, yeah, that's look what at I'm this. Thinking, yeah. But it might not be for the same reason. It might have a different yeah, political aspect to it. Yeah, that's what I'm curious there's a different it. political reason behind it or whatever. So, But that's I just cool. thought was kind of cool about the Statue of Liberty. This is why I like to go to national parks. Apparently, a Statue of Liberty is considered a mm-hmm. national park. Oh, yeah. Even though there's no trees. <laughs> I guess you don't need trees for a park. No. But... You learn a lot of stuff you didn't even know. I had no clue about that. Uh, yeah, no idea. Like a headline caught my attention and it was a picture of the feet with the chains and it's like this has historians scratching their heads. <laughs> so of course you go to the one source that's gonna give the information, national park, you know, the government website, yep. and boom, it gave all the information. I'm like, 
mind blown. Yeah. Like how many, I'm sure there are people out there have went there, probably been on tours, learned it. I've never yeah. learned this. And this is not something that's in schools. And I'm sorry, it should be. It should be. Yes, of course it should. So I just thought that was kind of crazy, like mind blown, total different perspective right there on yeah. the Statue of Liberty. Hmm. I'll probably never look at it the same again. Yeah, no, honestly, for sure. Definitely so, not. But I thought that was kind of interesting. I thought I'd bring it because it's a little bit of history that mm-hmm. it's just like, boom, there it is. But never. Had That's the extremely idea. interesting. And I don't see it as bringing this podcast down. I am going to bring the podcast down with my next story. Oh, great. I just thought of this, that the first time I read my next story, I cried. You're tearing <laughs> and up I'm tearing already. Up. <laughs> so it's not a bad story. It's not a bad story. You but always like to bring it down. Dun, dun, dun. It's not really bringing it down. I mean, the beginning of my story is going to bring it down, but there's a very happy ending. So Okay, good happy ending. <laughs> anyway. You already ruined it. I know it ends up good. So we're in, we're in New York. Oh, well, we were already there. We were already there. So we're back there, August 28th, 2000. 2000. 2000. August 28th. Yep. Danny Stewart is 34 years old and late for a dinner date with his partner, Pete Mauricio, who's 32. Like Romeo and Juliet, but like um, the dancing one. I have no idea. (laughs) What the heck is it? The... It's like Romeo and Juliet, except it's the Broadway where they're dancing. I, I don't know. Or no, Marushi, Marish. What, anyways? I don't know. Go on. Carry anyway. on. <laughs> Danny Stewart. He's uh, running late for a dinner date with his significant other, and uh, they had been they had been together for about three years, living in New York, uh, trying trying to kind of find their way. Uh, Danny was a social worker. Okay. Um, Pete was a Broadway um, actor. Oh, I guess that. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You did. So Danny's running through the subway, and he notices on the floor, tucked up against the wall, what he thought was a doll. He looked at it for a minute, a little puzzled, and he noticed it moved. Oh my God, this is bringing me back to the little girl walking down the road, and <laughs> yeah. we picked her up. Yeah. Um, he said he glanced back one more time. He noticed the leg moved. Um, he ran down the stairs, then he ran down the stairs right at it and realized that, it, you know, in fact, it was a boy wrapped Aww. in a dark sweatshirt. Um, he didn't have any clothes on other than the sweatshirt that was wrapped around him. Um, and he was a newborn, still had the umbilical cord. Oh my God. Um, which, you know, it's extremely sad. I'm sure this does happen from time to time. Obviously this is New York, large city. I think this might've been right before the firehouse drop off or was this after like there was some... Know. I don't remember when the fire was. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. I don't either. Um, he was c- kind of freaking out. He's yelling, you know, somebody call the police, call the police. Nobody's even paying attention to him. It's New York. Like, nobody pays attention to each other in public in New York. So he decides to run up the subway stairs to a payphone, calls the police, and runs right back down. He didn't want to move the baby at fear of, you know, what if it's got an injury or something like that. He didn't want to cause any problems. Okay. So he calls the police, but then he goes back down, sits with the baby, and he feels like he's sitting there forever. Could only have been a few minutes, but he feels like he's there forever. And he's like, they're just not going to come. They're not going to believe me. Who's going to believe that? I found a baby on the ground. They're not going to come. So he runs back up the stairs, calls Pete, and tells him, hey, you've got to call the cops. I found a baby. And Pete, at this point, is kind of worried because he's Danny's late for the date you know, to, to get mm-hmm. together. So uh, Pete calls the cops. Cops come. Um. 
he uh so they they've you know cops come they're able to kind of take the baby away they brought him into foster care of course um but danny was curious and wanted to kind of know what it was what was going on with him so they were they were able to get access to the court to be at in court he was a social worker on the first day he's a social worker <laughs> so you can look this stuff up so he's he goes to the courtroom and he's in court the day that the baby is that they're deciding kind of what to do with the baby and the judge in the middle of the hearing just says wanted to ask danny some questions just to verify how was the baby found things like that just to get it on the record Mm -hmm. and the judge had this feeling and she just says you know what you know are you interested in having a baby weird and you know this is something that's not normal but there just prior to this there was a a policy put in place with new york where a judge could do this but it's not something that they did very often and at the time danny's like i i don't think i'm ready for a child i don't think you know i'm I'm living in new york as a gay man in 2000 not as easy as it would be today Mm -hmm. and having a family i don't know how that would work and he thought about it for a minute he went home. He talked to Pete. Pete was like, hell no. This isn't happening. No, 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 no. <laughs> they had another hearing that they went to. And the judge asks him again, you know, are you interested? I think you'd make a good father for this for this child, the judge says. And he says, well, you know, maybe we could try it for, you know, a, a little while. Let's <laughs> give it a test run here. And the judge says, well, how about for the holidays? And Danny said he doesn't know what he was thinking at the time, thinking she was talking about some other holiday, but Christmas was two days away. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, sure, for the holidays, thinking they were talking about some other holiday that's <laughs> sometime that's in the future. Funny. Anyway, they they get the they get the baby boy. Um, they obviously they fall in love with this baby boy. They raise him. How do you not fall in love with the baby? I'm sorry. Yes. They uh he as as the kid grew up, I believe his name is Michael. Yeah, his name is Michael. Uh, as he grew up, they were very open and honest with him about where he was from. It was hard not to be. They are two white guys in New York with a Mexican, you know, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, obviously, it had to be some kind of story there. They didn't want him to be confused or anything like that. They also wanted to be really open with him about, you know, hey, your biological mother may come around someday looking, wanting to know, or you may want to dig someday, so we're totally in favor of that. Well, in, in 2011, uh, New York had become the sixth state in the U.S. to legalize gay marriage. Hmm. And they decided, after speaking to their, now at this point, 11-year-old son, you know, what would you think if your dad's got married? He was all excited. Mm-hmm. And the boy's idea was, hey... Don't judges marry people? So they reached oh, out. Oh, that's funny. They reached out to the judge that ended up giving them custody of of Michael, and she uh, in 2012 she ended up marrying them, Aww. and they have basically lived happily ever after. Uh, Michael is now in college. Um, things are going great for them. I just what a story to go from basically being found on the street, literally found on the side of the road, or found on the street mm-hmm. corner. Um, to completing a family unit. I just thought that was so cool. That is cool. It's cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Sorry, I'm tearing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
This is why we're together. You're the emotional one. I am the emotional I one. I am not the emotional one. Except today, when instead of breaking down and well, crying, I just said... You might be the emotional one. Just depends on what emotions we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Psychotic rage. <laughs> Anyways. My last story... Okay. ...is... Oh, here we are. I have to put my cheaters on, though. Cheater. I know. So, remember the other day when one of your co-workers were like, if you were to ever try to be in the Guinness Book yeah. of World Records? Yeah. Well, what would it be? We, yeah. we've already made it in that book. Our names just aren't in the book. Yeah. We were just involved in something that broke our record. Yep. So, I came across something that I thought was kind of cool. And it might be like a cheesy little story, but I figured it's just a fun little story. So, you know the women with the long nails? Yeah. They like try to grow them to be the longest nails. And they get all curly and like, yeah, yeah, gross. Yeah, I used to look at those pictures in the Guinness Book of World Records. I just never understood how you could live life. Like, how do you wipe your butt? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't want to know. So, (laughs) (laughs) that's what this nail is for. And I eat with this one and hope I don't get them screwed up. That's disgusting. (laughs) So famously known as the woman with the world's longest nails, Guinness World Record title holder, uh, Ayanna Williams, USA, had officially parted with her grand manicure after cutting her nails this past weekend. Holy cow. So this literally happened April 7th is when this was published. So Mm -hmm. this Easter weekend, I'm assuming. It was always one of the things I would look, because I would like check the Guinness Book of World Records out of the library all the time when I was a kid. <laughs> and one of the things I would always look at was the longest nail people. Ugh. The toes, I think, get to me the most. Yeah, that's really bad. I don't understand how you can wear shoes. You can't. But I don't think you could live in this state and try to do that. No. Flip-flops no. in the winter? Yeah, mm, no. Ain't happening. So, um, she got her nails cut. They used an, a Dr. Alice Redinger um, used an electric rotary tool. They were <laughs> thick. If you look at it, you can see yeah, pictures can of imagine. it. Uh, cut the record holders lengthy nails after measuring them for the final time. So after 30 years of having Holy these cow. nails, um, she in 2017 had broke her own record for the longest fingernails on a pair of hands, female hands, with new length of 24 feet, .7 inches. And then they've grown longer since then because she just did this Mm. four four years later. Um, She still didn't beat the all-time. This is where I get confused because it's like it says she had the longest, but then there's somebody else who holds the all-time. The all-time, yeah. So that person's no longer living or no longer has the nails or whatever. So that's your all-time record holder. And then there's your this year. Okay. This year, this who's got the longest. That makes sense. So she cut them and her nails, fingernails are actually sitting in Ripley's, believe it or not. So they'll be in the Florida, Orlando, Florida. Cool. Museum sitting there. And she's all giddy about that. I mean, how wouldn't you be excited about that? That'd be kind of cool. But she's like, it's going to be awesome. It's going, like, going to a wax. Um, yeah, one of those, what, Madame Trudeau's wax yeah, museum. Yeah, except now it's her nails. Cool. So, 
I thought that was kind of cool. Like, her nails, it looks like they're about two inches long still. But, yeah, Holy in this cow. article, she talks about how everything in life for the past 30 years, she thinks about stuff. And then there was one part where I'm like, I might have to grow my nails out because she's not able to do dishes. <laughs> You don't do dishes anyway. I what know, <laughs> but it's just more an, of an excuse to not have to. She has got to feel like she's missing a part of herself. 30 years with nails like that and all oh, of a sudden for sure. cutting them off. It would feel so weird. For sure. Plus, she'll probably like it, though, because um, a couple of years ago, it was only two bottles of fingernail polish for one paint job. Mm. Now, right before cutting them off, it was three to four and it took a few days. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? That's crazy. No. No, yeah, totally crazy. But yeah, she definitely is going to miss them because, I mean, how would you not? It's a part of your life for how mm -hmm. long? Yeah. And it would be like anyone who's had long hair. The first time I ever, I've always had long hair, except for two times I've cut it really short. And the first time I ever got it cut, I cried. Yeah. Uh, the first time our daughter got her hair cut, I cried. I remember that. <laughs> I bawled my eyes out as she donated her hair. And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's just looking at me like I'm crazy. Mom, what's the matter? And here I'm thinking, God, thank God, no more hair to brush. Well, that's why <laughs> we got her hair cut. But it was still at the same time. It was sad yeah. because, yeah. 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 So that that's. That was my story. I just thought it was kind of cool. Like cool this story. past weekend, the lady with the longest nails got them trimmed down. That's a cool story. So. My next story is about a street. A street? A street. Like, what? what's your stripper name? And go off of the first street you lived off of sure. for your first name? And sure. Um, the cool thing about the street is it splits two towns. So one side of the street's one town. The other side of the street's the other town. We know a street like that. We do, we do. But this one's a little different. Okay. One side of the street is Bebe Plain, Vermont. <laughs> Bebe Plain? The other side of the street is Stansted, Quebec, Canada. The weird. border runs down the middle of the street. That's so weird. That is super weird. Now, oh, that would be so nice. You could go to the pharmacy in Canada. Not anymore. Not for a long time. How? There is... Pre-9-11, you could cross the street with just a wave to the Border Patrol at the end of the block. That was pre-9-11. You are not allowed to cross the street without going through Border Patrol Customs. How do you do that? Just to get to your neighbor's house on the other side of the street. There is even a library at the end of the block that is also split by the border. Oh, my gosh. And there is a Canadian side of the library and a U.S. side. Or no, it's not a library. It's a post office. It was the world's first international post office because it had a Canadian side and a U.S. side that worked together in the same building. But if you walked in the U.S. door, you had to walk out the U.S. door. You had to show ID just to, just to leave just to leave weird so yeah guess what the name of the street is international street canusa canusa c-a-n-u-s-a canusa canusa it's like a card game <laughs> that's 
canasta, but... <laughs> hey, <laughs> it's my story. We're making something new up. Yeah. So... It's like 52 pickup, except you only can get whatever half of the cards land on your side. is canasta. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, pre-9-11, you could kind of travel very freely, easily, back and forth across the street, but not not anymore. Now, it's, it's a heavily patrolled border. It's not like there's a fence running so down the middle of the street. If it's but split in the middle of the street, you're not allowed to drive if you have to go. Yeah, you cannot make a left if you know if you're going into another if that takes you to another country. I hope that's like a two way street where they were able to turn it into like a four lane street. It looks like it is. It looks like it's a it's and I mean they it's, were it's, able it, to it, turn it into a it's a small town, but it almost look it almost reminds me of uh, the main street at Gilbert. So it's like nice wide two lanes with a median that kind of runs down the middle well it's four lanes yeah two i mean a lane on each but side. they probably turn the four lanes into a u.s two lane yeah Canada i can see that two yeah. lane yeah so but yeah that's crazy just crazy to see something like that on the border of just dividing you, a street and there's where i'd be like calling my friend across the street like when it's dark out i'm running over there with your door open in case they come running after me and be like we're sleeping nobody's home that would be hilarious that would be hilarious that would be hard if you're friends with somebody across the street it would be um from what i was reading there was a lot of people after 9-11 who it's like the berlin really, wall it was really hard to adjust to like not being able to easily get together with your friends and sometimes family who lives just across the street that's crazy yeah that's crazy. I couldn't. I couldn't imagine. I'd be sitting there like, "It's my right." I know it's not my right, but seriously, it's been my right. You just took away. Yep. <clears throat> yep. 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 Seatbelts. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. I don't. That would be difficult. Yeah. To me, it would just be like the Berlin Wall. You put a wall up, and like your family's on one side, and you're not allowed to see them anymore, just because. I mean, you can. You just have to go through customs. It's so stupid. Yeah. Stupid. I agree. I agree. I don't think they should have put the border in the middle of the town. <laughs> anyway. Well, they were probably never thinking we would ever get like this. Yeah. Like to yeah. go into Canada. 20 years ago, I mean, yeah, you still had to stop at the Border Patrol, but it was a quick... Mm -hmm. There's some other spots in the country, um, some spots in Washington, where there's a spot where... Like by Vancouver? Yeah, there, there's a, an island that is U.S., but the only way to get to the mainland is to go through Canada, and there's a town on this island, and the only school is in the mainland, so literally kids, when they go to school, have to literally cross borders, cross the international border, <laughs> just to get to school. That's crazy. On a bus. Yeah, it's crazy. I wonder if they get stopped with Border Patrol or... I don't... I think they have some special, like, deal where as long you as they're on the school bus... You think they would have some special there. deal in this town? You'd think they would, but they don't. That's nuts. Yep. Anyways. Anyway. If, uh, if you liked what you heard or have any ideas for us on stories you'd like to hear us talk about, you can send an email to outlandishoutcasts at gmail.com. For sure. Otherwise, you can follow us on Facebook at Outlandish Outcast Podcast. Um, definitely like our page, share if you're on Facebook, and leave us some comments um, letting me know how funny I am. <laughs> That's funny. You can also find I'm us. Not, excuse <laughs> me. We are also on Twitter at Outlandish Casts. 
Or you can find us on Instagram and you can follow us there and love our stuff at Outlander Shoutcast Podcast. You know, you could leave a rating or review on whatever application you are listening to this podcast on. Five stars for me. I don't know about her, but, you know, I deserve five stars. Maybe for having to put up with my funniness. <laughs> I probably deserve ten stars for having to put up with you. <laughs> they don't have ten star reviews. Some of them might. I don't know. There's a million different podcast sites out there. He's not never funny, know. ladies and gentlemen. Anyway. Um, I guess that's it. Have a good couple of weeks, everybody. Bye.